Welcome. Welcome to the worship service of the McGregor Evangelical Mennonite Church for Sunday, January 24th, 2021. As an Anabaptist church, we are using some of the same material in today's worship service as others in our Anabaptist family spread across the globe. This Sunday is closest to the anniversary of the adult baptism that took place in Switzerland on the 21st of January, 1525. Today's celebration of Anabaptist World Fellowship Sunday is an opportunity to remind us as a community of faith that we are part of one body, the body of Christ, made up of many tribes, languages, and nations. This is part of what Jesus showed John in Revelation chapter 7. Today's Fellowship Sunday is a proclamation that now there is no discrimination among us on the basis of race, social status, or gender, as Paul told the Galatian believers. Today's Fellowship Sunday is a demonstration that we are living a new life, a new life in a new society where we mutually support one another, where we carry those who suffer, a new society where we serve the world and interdependently learn from one another what it means to follow Jesus. On this day, we celebrate that in Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the cultural and national boundaries that separate us have been overcome by the cross. O come, let us give our ears to the witness of truth. Lord, we are here to learn about following your commands to cross the spiritual, emotional, and physical barriers that surround us. O come, let us reflect the glory of the Lord of Israel. Lord, we are here. Help us to be salt and light in this world. O come, let us seek the Lord while he may be found. Lord, we are here. Come to us so that we may call upon you. Yours is the kingdom of God. 
Please bow with me in prayer. God, we come before you on Anabaptist World Fellowship Sunday together. All across the world, there are Anabaptists. Something that strikes us with surprise, with awe even. Given all of the times throughout history, we thought we had come to our end. But you all along were there. You all along were walking with us. You all along showed your face to us. And God, we, we thank you for that. And God, we pray that the wonder of that, that the magnificence of that, it does not pass us by, that we do not take that for granted. God, we pray that in light of that wonderful truth, we use it to drive us. We use it to go out. We use it to be your light to the nations. We use it to build bonds between the church instead of keeping our distance, figuring ourselves as others. God, we pray that we use it to build your kingdom in the world around us, helping those that are in need, building up what has been torn down, all the while with our eyes on you. God, we pray that we use it to go out to the corners of the world to reflect your presence there. God, this we pray. But even now, we also know when we look at our branch of the church abroad that what it is that we know that you have taught to us does not sit well in many places. It doesn't sit well with many people, many of which may even be us. And so, God, we pray that where there is persecution, you will be there to meet it. That where there is fear, you will be with us when it is confronted. That when we find ourselves afraid of things that we really don't need to be afraid of, that you will turn our eyes to the things that do deserve the focus that you want us to give them. 
God, this we pray. And God, now in the midst of the pandemic, we also recognize that there are many things that are acting as a hindrance to your church. And God, we pray that we don't think of things as enemies when they are simply inconveniences. That the way that things were doesn't keep us from being your church going forward, from doing all of the things that we pray that you work through us to do. God, we pray this, and we pray for our brothers and sisters across the globe. We pray that you will show us how it is that you want us to be your church, and we pray that you will set in our hearts the simple truth that those that are in the church across the world are our brothers and sisters, though they be there and we be here. And the fact that we are of different nations, different colors, different whatever you may have, doesn't change that fact. Lord, we pray these things in your name. Amen.
After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The time has come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. These are the words of power that began the mission of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the words our Lord spoke following the imprisonment of his friend, his family member, John the Baptist, at the hands of the principalities and powers who were afraid of the message that he spoke. His message that soon the Messiah would come, soon our Lord would come, and that when he did, he would tear down the strongholds that persecuted his people, that kept them in chains, that built up barriers between them, keeping them alone in their suffering, that kept them from their God. That soon the Messiah would come, the one who is our Lord in person, the one who loves his creation and said it was good, the one who cannot abide the suffering that sin has inflicted upon all that he has made. This is the message John the Baptist preached for years, causing those around him to be primed to the signs of this coming Savior. This is the message John the Baptist preached, readying those who heard him to yearn, to hunger, to long for this Messiah to come and smash the weight that held them down, to break the chains around their feet and their necks that caused them to gasp for the life, the liberty, and the freedom found in our God and only only in our God that they had been without for so long, to tear down the barriers between the people that caused them to see themselves as other and as foreign and instead as just being seen together as a single people under the Lord. These are the words of John the Baptist, friend, family of Jesus Christ, and as the principalities and powers together forced a gag into his mouth, tossing him into a cold, dark cell for years, untold, before finally doing away with him entirely on a whim, what they did not expect were new words to spring up and take their place. New words, new words of power. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Repent. These words from our God call to us. 
Repent of the sins, those chains you build for yourselves and for those around you, those chains that keep you from our God. Repent of your sins, the binds you clasp on your own wrists and those of the people around you that pull you back from seeing other human beings as humans at all. People who are also lovingly made like you and yours, made in the image of God himself and as such are precious to their very core, as such valuable by the nature of their very being. Repent of your sins, those cuffs weaved of thorns for you and those around you that keep you from seeing the beauty and the wonder of all of God's creation that he said was good, that cause you to perceive it as something just disposable, as something of no worth. Repent of the sins in your life that cover your eyes to the beauty of what God has made and that he to this very day to this very moment sustains the sins that cause you to rip all creation down for your own benefit. Repent the words of our God, Jesus Christ, call to us. Repent not because you are vile. Repent not because you are rotten. Repent not because you are worthless, but instead the very opposite. Repent, Christ calls to us, because you are to the heart of your being worth something because you are to the heart of your being loved by God and your sins that hold you down they fly in the very face of that truth they degrade you they oppress you they dehumanize you and everyone around you they cause you to see God yourself and others and the whole world as less than they are Sin destroys you until you acknowledge your sins and you turn to God for help in casting them aside. You will find yourself in pain, perpetually believing that everything is less than it actually is. And you will treat the whole world the same. Repent, the words of our God call to us. Repent, for you are more than the chains that tie you down. The time has come. Repent. Repent. So that you can truly believe the good news that our God above all, who cares so much about you to want to help you when you are down, to have a true relationship with you, to love you though you feel yourself beyond love. Repent and know this good news. There is freedom. There is the above. These are the words of power from the mouth of our Lord. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is what our Lord says to begin his ministry. This is his mission. This is what he wants the world to hear. And as he set out to preach these words with uplifting and life-giving power, with liberating power, filled with ceaseless truth, quickly we read our God follows with a second command that echoes through to us to this day. Come, follow me. 
Come, follow me, calls our Lord through all of space and all of time. From the moment he spoke to the end of all things, these three words remain. Come, follow me. Take up my banner, the Messiah calls to us. March in my wake. Carry my message out from where you now stand. A force before unseen, an army unlike all others. Harbingers of the way of God, of the way of value, of the way of love, of the way of freedom, of the the way of liberation of our sins and the chains of others, of the way of peace, of the way of relationships rebuilt and restored and renewed, of the way of rebuilding all that has been torn asunder, of the way of lifting up those around us who are oppressed and trod upon, seeing them for the valued children of God that they are, of the way of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come, follow me, he calls to us now, exhorts to us, begs of us, let Let us heed that call. Like Simon and Andrew, let us listen to this great invitation from our Lord, leaving their livelihoods, all that they knew to help spread this message of truth that our God brings to us today. Come, follow me, he calls to us. Let us listen just as James and John did, those sons of thunder who gave up all that they owned and held dear to spread this message of hope to those of the country around them, though in time it would cost both of them everything. Come, Follow me, he calls to us. So let us listen, as did Paul in the early church, risking everything to spread the gospel that there is one God who loves us, that there is one God who will lift us up from the quagmire we are in, that there is one God and only one God who will stand against the mire of the swamp, in the end reigning victorious, in the end seen in all his glory, in the end the only one worthy of our life lives dedication. There is one God, the God of Abraham and Isaac, the God of Jacob and Joseph, the God of Moses and David, the God of Elijah and Isaiah, the one named Jesus Christ who wants nothing more than to love us and through his love for us to fix all things broken. Come, follow me, this Jesus implores of us. So let us listen, as did our namesake's forefathers, though persecuted for heeding the call. Conrad Grable, Menno Simons, Dirk Willems, a man who loved as our Lord did, unwilling to let those who persecuted him die, saving them though it cost him his life. Throughout the world, the church speaks in a multitude of voices, and through that grows anabaptism that we are a part of, calling out for peace in a world torn apart by violence, calling out for community in a world increasingly at one another's throats, calling out for restoration in a world that sees itself through eyes blinded by sin, eyes that see to hate, that see to exploit, that see to oppress, that see only to destroy. Come, follow me, our Lord calls to us. I will open your eyes to the beauty our God has made. Come, follow as I do. Spread my message. Live out my love for the nations. Show the people that they are more than the chains that tie them down. And yet, even today, the same as when John the Baptist was muzzled like a dog for speaking the truth of God, there are still those who seek to keep the message of our Lord from going out. There are still the principalities and the powers seeking to throw up barriers who will do everything to keep this message of our Lord from hitting home. 
The ones doing this are not who so many seem to think. Those who enact lockdowns to keep a virus from killing those vulnerable among us as painful as that medicine may be, how can they be? Are we not still talking? Are we not still hearing the word of God even now? No. They are the wickedness that persecutes those below them just as John was persecuted, literally killing to muzzle the power of simply repeating these powerful words of God. They are the wickedness that seek to convince the world that they are not the beloved children of God, but instead are simply isolated groups, better off festering in their own hatred for one another than living in the love of Jesus Christ. They are the wickedness that look to creation around us, seeing something disposable, something insignificant instead of the marvel that our God said was good. They are the wickedness that tell us to think of ourselves as gods over and above all else, causing us to endanger ourselves and others, causing us to belittle ourselves and others, causing us to risk the lives of ourselves and others and to grind all into dust. They are the wickedness that would tell us that we are nothing more than the chains that tie us down. But to them, the words of power of our Lord remain. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Come, follow me. Though the barriers erected by the wickedness may be tall, broad, strong, and terrible, the words of our God are more powerful still. Though the lies of the wickedness may be thick, oppressive, isolating, and heavy, the words of our God will lift the world together through the mire they create. Though the desire of the wickedness to hold onto power is causing the world to collapse, causing its people to fragment, causing all that we think as important to crumble to the ground, their time will pass. They will come to nothing as have the countless before them. And what will be left is our God, his beloved people together, one, and his creation that he said was good. The time has come, Jesus calls to us now. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Come, follow me.
Our benediction today comes from the book of Romans. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Go now and serve our God.